0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Episode with uh, Mike Fruitman and Rob Veris, a couple sponsors, other sponsors. Uh, thanks to them as well. The card companies, Top Panini and Upper Deck, the auction companies, Heritage Auctions and Hugs and Scott Auctions and ComC.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. This was um, an episode where I, you know, I just kept going with my prior conversation. With them. I said, hey, how about you guys ask me some questions? I had told them that before. So it wasn't dueling questions. It was them dueling with each other and uh, ganging up on me. But that, that's okay. They're They're good guys. They had some interesting questions and uh, I enjoyed it. I'm here with Mike. And Rob, uh, two of my sponsors who have been faithful to the hobby and faithful friends for a long
1: time. So Rob and Mike, welcome to the show and hit me. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say that you're maybe a decade or two younger and wanted to jump into the hobby today and wanted to open a hobby shop. What would you want to put in there? And basically, how would you run the store? What would it look like? Would look a lot like Burbank in the early days. (laughs) The problem is you're a
0: moving target. If I were to copy what you did from back in the day when I was there, you're moving ahead. There's an Alan Nars family of card shops and there's a Rob Veris family of card shops. I'm more in the Rob Veris family. I think Mike is a little more toward the Alan Nars. My problem is that every collector that starts a store is I only want to sell the stuff that I don't want. (laughs) Something good comes in. But that's the Wayne Grove theory of card shop and Gerbus Ford, my old partners, is that we were collectors. And when something came in, we keep the best stuff. (laughs) And it frustrates the customers. If the best stuff comes in, they watch you buy it and they watch you process this. (laughs) It's processed into my collection and not processed into going back out. I'm interested in selling the stuff that I don't want. And I found out that some of that stuff other people don't want either. (laughs) <laughs> but so my card shop would have to be positioned that way. I, I don't like starting things that are copycats. So I'd have to take what you guys do and figure out what's the niche that's not
2: being well served. Following up Rob's question, August 9th this year, when the uh, Fanatics announcement came out, question being, would you open a card shop? I, would, yeah, I wouldn't be the manager, but
0: I would open a store. Sure. And I think Fanatics is going to pretty quickly figure out that the personal touch and, and the hangout aspect is extremely important. In terms of the culture of, of the hobby, that's really not my personality type, but I'd hire just, I don't know that I get kudos for this because I think some great guys just showed up on my doorstep and said, Hey, can I work for you? It's looking like I hired some really great people. It's like I picked them out. No, I just tried to not mess it up because some of the people that came and worked for us were fabulous and and, and they have different personality types. So you've got to get somebody that's going to be eager to play that role because that's who they are.
1: My opinion on the fanatics is that it's tremendous for us. Um, it's gonna blow up a distribution model. I do believe that they'll want fanatics branded shops, not their own, but partners in what they're the space they're trying to create. I do believe they're gonna grow the pie exponentially and turn sports fans into sports card collectors. They don't know they're sports card collectors. They're gonna see things on television they've never seen before. They're gonna recognize that hobby shops are their billboards, they're entry into their ecosystem. They're basically hiring people that are experts that will be behind the counter selling their products. They're eliminating bloat through the distribution system and going straight to the card shop. In my opinion, we'll get more people in because we'll be able to have better price points. And they'll see the commercials during the biggest sporting events. They'll see athletes breaking cards and the passion and things that can happen at the stadiums. I'm so all in with fanatics. And the fact that Josh, who I've met and Ryan's real close with, We'll be running the show. He understands the pitfalls that we've seen in the past, and we'll be in a unique position to change the way the hobby is perceived and and grow the collector-slash-customer base.
0: I haven't heard this discussed, but I, I do think Fanatics is going to have their own card stores, whether they're part of Lids or some other thrust that they make. But I've never heard anybody really talk about the pricing model that they would have within those stores. The concern I would have, which I think is unfounded, is that since they're so vertically oriented, they could undercut every card shop. Okay. But my guess is they'll do the opposite that they will be less dynamic in their pricing and they will have additional overhead, almost like franchise fees, where they will be locked in on prices at SRPs, whereas card shops that are independent can be more dynamic and can be more responsive to the local markets and things like that. I, I just think Fanatics, if they had card shops, they'd have to have deterministic uh, pricing with everything barcoded. And, th- and that's more overhead, whereas the the nimble card shop owner can just buy things with less friction and integrated it. In. Can you imagine if you're a Fanatics card shop and somebody walks in with a card? Do you have to document no, if you're just the agent for Fanatics or if you're a whole franchise store, you'd buy it? But could that be off books? If I'm a collector and I buy a collection as Gervis and Wayne and I did, and we bought collections, sometimes we just divvied them up three ways. They never got to the shelves for Brian Gray to cherry pick, (laughs) our most famous cherry picker. So yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be billboards. I think they're going to be the kind of corporate store effect that the nimble mom and pop is going to be able to compete very well with, except not on the marketing and promotion, But if a collector finds you, you can have better customer service, different inventory, better pricing perhaps, and you'd be knowing
1: the owner. I think the key to any hobby shop and any business is to be Amazon-proof and to have your business be something that couldn't be replicated by a corporate giant. I do believe them coming into the space is going to allow hobby shops to think differently, have more community-type events, have better selections of cards. We have 140 years of prior product. To play with whereas they're gonna have just primary product that's brand new so that's a huge competitive advantage for shops and i think we're all gonna to have to look at those 10 0 plus releases the hobby shop the of, of the mom and pop really needs
0: to gravitate toward 20 wax and 80 individual cards whereas the fanatics corporate owned franchise type store is probably gonna 80 20 with 80 unopened so it will impact the card stores because If you're producing the cards, they're going to have a competitive price advantage on the unopened stuff.
2: Would you think the the greater concern a shop should have is towards um, access to higher-end product or lower-end product between the two? If you were Fanatics, which one would you focus more on controlling? It's always going to be the expensive stuff. It's it's basically – but they need to
0: have a blend of that. If Fanatics comes in and does a reassessment – of the landscape of card stores out there and really does some homework about those card shops, they're going to say, I don't need to be sending hockey to this part of the country or I don't need to be sending high end to this person because they're just going to flip it. I need to know what's your customer collector base look like that are coming to your store uh, because we want to help you get the product into the hands of the end user. The junk wax era was because there was no end user for the garage full of stuff. So Fanatics needs to be smart about that, careful about the highest end stuff, because that's so far been the stuff that's really
1: the most profitable. Back in the day, tops had reps, people in different parts of the country that could visit hobby stores. My hope is that Fanatics, if they don't have reps in the area, at least they visit areas to see what different card shops are out there, what value add they have to their business and the level that they might want to partner with somebody like Mike or myself that are such entrenched companies that could represent their brand in a certain way. Whereas there might be other companies out there that don't have that experience face to face, not sterile, the internet through a lens. And my hope is that they do visit stores on a regular basis. They do ask the question, what can we do to help you? How can this be a symbiotic relationship? And how can we put some marketing muscle behind what you do? And how can we piggyback onto the fact that you have this experience and that maybe we even want to funnel people to stores like yours if they walk into our corporate stores and we can't service them. Okay,
0: I think they're not going to walk into the stores. I think that's 20th century. 21st century is they're going to give the card uh, shop owners that they're interested body cam. <laughs> it's the same as the police <laughs> officer. And you're going to have a body cam, and they're going to tell you to turn it on. And they're going to observe how you spend 10 to 6. And uh, they're going to selectively watch it and say, hey, there were no customers coming in that day. or And you can't flip off the body cam and only do selective greatest hits of customers. If they could see it without having to go there and see the experience, I hope they'd be impressed. But that's cheaper than sending somebody there.
1: That's brilliant, actually, Jim.
0: (laughs) Mike, what are you going to do? I want to see the body cam on Mike.
2: Will my allocation be raised in levels uh, consistent with my levels of sarcasm?
0: They would know that about you, but they can't be saying, hey, we're filming next Thursday for you. It has to be ramped to where they say, hey, tomorrow you got to turn on your body cam and you can't say, oh, I'm going to go get a bunch of customers. And I'm going to have to be polite.
2: I have to clean the store. No, you have to be yourself because you're a persona. I'm not sure they're ready for that. More importantly to Rob, do you think fanatics will encourage drinking or not drinking at the
1: show? Actually, I personally think that... They'd be interested in a sports bar model and something that does this work. And does this turn off customers? Does this make it a funner environment? We like to crack beer sometimes 5, 5, 30 in this place. My customers, I brought an 18-pack of Coors Light yesterday. And we'll crack. I haven't bought a Coors Light for just personal consumption in a long time. But I think the whole body cam thing is absolutely brilliant, or at the very least, maybe. No, but um, you could put
0: that on YouTube. You could be live streaming 24-7. Maybe you'd go dark in the
2: middle of the night, although it'd be deterrent for criminals. The listeners can't see my furrowed brow as you ask these questions involving a body cam. Jim, I know this isn't a question for you, but going with what Rob said, we had a collector in the shop yesterday and he spent two hours enjoying a lot of our vintage. And it was Sunday, there was football on and and this guy was a first time collector in the shop. I said, hey, do you want a beer? He goes, wait, are you asking me if I want a drink? I'm like, no, do you want a beer? (laughs) And I went to the back. I was only going to give him one. I'm not trying to get DUIs on the road. And, and maybe my insurance company won't enjoy hearing this, but if I got to hang out with him and he spent another uh, two hours in the shop. It was a four-hour visit and um, he was working on 62s and he was working on some other sets. Uh, he, found a, he found a great uh, fold card of Ted Williams. We had a lot of fun with that. It, it was four hours of the collector and could I have gotten more done? Yes. Could I have priced more cards? Absolutely, sure. But that four-hour span with this guy I, I now have a collector who who has an understanding of the shop, who has an understanding of myself, the banter between myself and the guys hanging out. Uh, I, I used to joke that my shop is Cheers without the liquor license. We've taken some steps about that, but he, he got to fully experience the shop. And does it lead to more visits down the road? That's all I can hope for, and, and to, to provide that type of experience. And just so I understand, to be just so I'm clear here, I do not have beer for all individuals who come in my store. We're not pushing it upon children, and uh, you, you can have one. So there you have it. We're looking at a uh, Vegas in January for the, Collective well, is that something you're, you're looking at attending? The the, the all star list of names on that one is, makes it almost a month. Oh, we'll see. I'm having uh, Ezra
0: on next month, and that's what he wants to talk about. The the CEO of Collectible, which they have made of that they're one of the co- of the major co sponsors, I guess. But IMG and the, these, I love it. I, I love the way that's going. That's visionary.
1: We'll see. I've got a pretty busy January, uh, being that I'm retired, but I'm considering it. It's funny, Jim. As soon as I saw it, I took an interest in it. And I equate what's going on right now to basically be in the late 90s, where all of a sudden we had this generation of guys that are 28 to 35 coming in, going to the Hawaii trade conference and kind of the, the torch was basically being passed. And that's what I see when I look at this event, and I see this as a passing of the torch. There's going to be a lot of young people there that are going to be making giant impacts in the next two to three years, and it's something I want to be a part of. I want to be that OG that comes in to give experience. But I think the talks that we're going to see there are a little different than the talks we see at the industry summit and such. And I think it'll be a place that we also can express opinions in a public forum that we might not be able to do anywhere else. And I think it'll be quite educational for people of our generation, Mike, to see what is in store and have these meetings and learn what alt is and learn what these other companies actually do and i think it's a great idea and it's put on by people that are younger that don't have all this legacy involved and they have that blank slate as that we try to create and reimagine the business so super excited and
0: so i have to go to pass the torch and then disappear
2: (laughs) She <laughs> we're, we're going to take old Yeller to Vegas. Is that what we're doing? Oh,
0: that, that's not the imagery I was looking for. Or the <laughs> Muhammad Ali uh, lighting the torch with Parkinson's and then passing away shortly thereafter. So I've got a lot left in me, but I, I would like to keep my light burning as I pass the torch, like
1: a candle that you pass along. But so I think it's more of a technology issue. I think it's more people getting in the game that aren't reliant on others as much. And I think that's the key to the category is not being beholden to anybody. And I think a lot of the people there will are doing it on their own terms. These people that are coming in today that will be going there, they do things in a different manner than we're used to, that we've done. I think it's a, a tipping point in the category that will look at things before the in collective and after.
2: Well, I, I take that seriously. Last word, Mike. Jim, maybe this is that opportunity to get back in at the main level and just buy out fanatics and run it the way you want to. <laughs> uh, this session is over <laughs> I, <can't laughs>
0: anything. I don't want to have employees i don't want to own anything except i want to own less cards I, I don't even want to own more cards i just want to own less cards i maybe want to own different cards too that's my problem <laughs> occasionally i'll see some things but thanks guys thanks for uh, sharing your knowledge and uh, asking me some questions i haven't asked before